All right, episode 13, we are, am I loud? Is it loud? You know, we've been getting all these complaints about how we haven't <laughs> been loud 13. enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, so here we are, episode 13. We got uh, Kevin Nelson sitting across from me today. He's usually to my left or right, but he's directly uh, yeah, we're across to me. Feng Shui. What is it's that? so hard to believe Fun? that we're on ex- episode 13. So it, it's so weird. That it is Turbo. It's very weird. And then Turbo's here, of course. And, uh, yeah, we, re- we don't have a guest today, so we're just going to kind of talk about goals for 2018. Right, Turbo? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really excited so. excited for goals. Yeah. So, uh, Kev. David. Let's start this episode off strong, shall we? All right. Let's talk about our own goals. Deadlifts. What? What? Strong. Deadlifts. What do you mean? I don't know. You said start off strong. Oh. Let's talk about your goals for this year. All right. Go ahead. Oh, is, are you asking me? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Typical Kev. <laughs> then we'll go to Turbo next. Um, goals to qualify for the American Open. Really? Finals. Yes. When is that? That is uh, December, second Ooh. weekend of December. That's not this year? No. No, you mean next, next year. year? Yep. Uh, when I got, really got into weightlifting, that was always been my goal to make it. Um, I'm all about making realistic goals, and I knew like this year was a very, very outside shot, so it's always been to make it in 2018. Put in the work, get you know, get the form down, get the strength down, and then you know have the necessary foundation to build up, and uh, that's going to culminate this year when I qualify for it. That's awesome. When are qualifiers? Uh, the last day to qualify is October twenty fourth of two thousand eighteen. October twenty fourth. So, so you got some time. Wow. So I'm hoping not to need up until October twenty fourth to pull a Ryan Hansen. Got like it. Ryan Hansen was fully capable of doing it all year, but just always missed one lift and it took him like until his very last lift of his very last opportunity in a last chance qualifier and he did it so i'm hoping to do it at least maybe on my fourth lift that yeah. day instead yeah, of the yeah. last one nice yeah. um what is your training been consisting of here um leading up to it or did you start yet yeah i've been i've been in training for it for a year now um i just recently upped my weightlifting to five days versus four mm. which uh is really different and uh i was doing four days of weightlifting and then three crossfit sessions with one off day and then one day i would double up on my lighter lifting days i would do with a metcon which is typically wednesday more cardio based work don't forget the endurance class oh yeah and i well that's normally the wednesday and uh now so i'm doing two crossfits and the five weightlifting and uh yeah it's uh i'm definitely feeling the progressions yeah that's good how do you feel that the uh the crossfit and the the uh the conditioning helps you with your with your workouts turbo that's a great question um, <laughs> all right that's not terrible that's nelson <laughs> come on kev we're doing so good i can't keep laughing it, like it was like a minute i know i was i'm, I'm, like super, I'm super quiet over here of like how do i sound like turbo and i'm like i really can't it's like only turbo can do turbo so everybody that's nelson our guest yeah. <laughs> turbo's sick Turbo's sick. He's uh, not feeling well, so. Uh, He's sick in the head. We were going to bring in Nelson as a guest originally, but we're going to use Nelson as a host. Yeah. A guest host. Take so it deep. <laughs> <laughs> Nelson says things like that. Yeah. We're going to take it deep today. So, uh, Nelson <laughs> has been a part of this gym for years now. Oh, yeah. Um, very early on, took hiatus, hiatus, and then uh, came back this past, what was it? No, maybe 2016. Yeah, well, 2016? a lot of that has been contributed to uh, 
you know, having kids, like, you know, I had a major focus, you know, doing CrossFit. I mean, I started CrossFit, I think, when they still had uh, regional events at the barn upstate. That's right. So uh, it was awesome. You know, I got into it early on in college, and I came home, and uh, I trained hard. You know, it was back in the day when uh, I really didn't have a why or a goal in mind other than the fact that I really wanted to look good naked. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for me, nutrition was was high. Um, you know, that's probably something that, you know, I, I talked to Christian and, and, the, and the boys that I work out with. That a lot of people don't know about me. I actually used to be really conditioned and I used to be a Met, uh, Metcon fanatic. I was like 9% body fat and uh, 205 was shredded damn so yeah christian was making fun of me yesterday because he was at stalking my instagram like he normally <laughs> does and um he's like you weren't kidding you uh we're at a couple of regional events and uh you know you were shredded i was like yeah what do you think i'm lying about it <laughs> i was like yeah that doesn't get me anywhere you i'm know? gonna try and look for that picture and yeah. use it as the uh oh, the cover photo don't. for this please podcast don't. yeah yeah he said it was on <laughs> yeah. instagram yeah yeah, yeah. Find it for me, Please Jeff. don't. Take eight, a screenshot. Eight pack to, to dad bod. That's, a, that's, that's, that's basically what it is. That's the title happened. from yeah, eight yeah. pack to dad bod. Yeah. The eight Nelson Carrillo story. And the stage in the comeback for sure. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Uh, so now where you're at is, so this year of 2017, you kind of started in one place and now you're starting to transition to what now? Talk yeah. About that so journey. yeah, I mean, I can talk about the transition even from CrossFit, and it was uh, very similar to your guys' podcast with Ryan Hansen, how CrossFit made uh, weightlifting so popular, and um, really that's where I, I focused on most of my uh, technique and really most of my, um, you know, my strength. Really was just you know, I didn't have the time to really put in the two a days anymore, the three a days, when I had Caleb, and really just trying to work on you know getting stronger. And I really loved Olympic lifting because of. Yeah, because of uh, because of CrossFit. So that's where I spent the majority of my time in the last three years. Um, I've always been a part of weightlifting. Um, you know, being a you know high school athlete in football, and then I also played baseball, and I was really competitive. And I always had um, you know talent. It was always something I had, and I never really had the ethic to really kind of be there or work hard mentality because the talent was so e like I came like it, everything came easily to me. So um, I never really focused much on that. But, um, you know, I kind of transitioning back, you know, after working out with Christian and training Christian on some um, of his um, weightlifting and really his ability to kind of, you know, transition that and go into CrossFit and making his lifts easier during his workout so he can go a longer distance of time and really put in that. So I just started honestly dabbling in it with him. And really, that's where it kind of kicked back the old feelings I used to have with, uh, you know, the regional guys I used to train with in Rockland. So that really kind of kick-started, you know, a younger me mm -hmm. into kind of getting back into CrossFit, just being competitive and really just wanting to stay either up par or go four for four, uh, four for four and smashing Pooge in, in the Metcon lately. And, uh, you wow. know, called I'm, out. Yeah, wow. I'm going to go ahead and not call him out. You know, I mean, that 16 years old, he should be smashing me. That's I mean, true. You know, I'm a senior citizen in this game. So. <laughs> <laughs> So I Masters I, athlete is what we call it at CrossFit. Yeah, so Politically correct. Not me. I have gray in my beard at this point. It's like <laughs> I'm a dad. I mean, at this at, at this age right now, I'm a senior citizen at CrossFit. I mean, total right now, if you think since inception, 2008, I've been here. For, I've done CrossFit pretty much eight years with some hiatus. So I have some experience. You know, I know what it takes to really kind of get to the, the regional level and really kind of the mentality you really need to have to really get to be competitive. Yeah, so a couple times we brought you up on the podcast, so it's I, th I feel like it's fitting that we finally bring you on the podcast. Yeah. 
And then uh, you guys so, should have a call center. I mean, honestly, I you should have like call in gas. You know who would be great you know to ask about that? Nelson. Yeah. Let's yeah. dial him up yeah. right now. You should have like a. You guys should have like a lifeline. You know, like phone a friend. Says, yeah, phone a friend. Like you know what? I'm gonna see if Nelson's available. You answer this question. Right. <laughs> um, Put well, that on the wish list. Yeah. So, what the hell was I gonna say? Oh yeah, how do you find balance in your life? So you have two kids. You work full time. Yeah. And you seem to be here more than most parents yeah. at times. Well, it all comes down to, you know, we were talking and joking about it earlier about, you know, what are we going to talk about? But it, it all comes down to goals, really, um, and really your why story. And, uh, you know, the thing is, is, like, I'm always on, you know, my favorite athletes of CrossFit, you know, Jason Kalipa. Mm. I was watching. Love today. Jason Kalipa. I was watching a, uh, I was watching, like, a little podcast that he was doing about his why and why he CrossFits and why he competes. Was that the Froning and Friends one that was on? Yeah. That was the yeah. awesome. best episode of a podcast I find, I've ever heard in I my find, life. Yeah, and I find what he has to say a lot, you know, more so than any other athlete, um, you know, more impactful just because when he talks, he, like, almost, like, demands attention, yeah. you know? And a lot of the stuff that he's been struggling with in his own personal life and the reasons why he does what he does is really impactful and it hits home for me. You know, I have two kids, yep. you know, unfortunately uh, or fortunate enough for me, none of them are sick, yeah. you know? So mm -hmm. for, for me, I mean, I come here because, and I, and really what I get most out of working out with Christian and Pooj is, you know, it's not so much I want to hang out with 16 year olds. It's like, I like <laughs> the fact that I feel younger when I hang out with them. And, and, and when you think about it in a couple of years, I'll be doing it with my own son. Yeah. So like, you know, at that point, you know, I want to instill upon him is what I had, like, you know, when I had growing up is like, you know, I believe now over the years that I've, I've been doing this and obviously working that hard work trumps talent all, all day, every day. Mm -hmm. So even though you have the talent, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going anywhere. Right. So, I mean, that's the reason why I like doing what I do and really just, you know, I love working with people who are willing to put in the time and willing mm -hmm. to work and really just, you know, for me, I'm willing to put in the work because I don't want to get old. So yeah. for me, that's my why. I want to stay younger. I want to stay, you know, agile enough to keep up with my kids and really, you know, be a, a dad to them. That's to, awesome. To be fair for them. So your transition is kind of your your why sort of changed as you went along. Starting eight years ago in CrossFit, you oh, have yeah. a different why now. Yeah. What my, was your why then? Yeah. I mean, I said it before. My why was, you know, it was a selfish thing. You know. No, like what was the ultimate goal for it? Like you kind of said the why, but like back then, what was your ultimate goal right. for Right. When CrossFit? I got out of college, it was, it was something different. My why's transferred three different ways. You know, like when I first got out of college, my why was pretty much... I want to look good naked uh, and, and that trans and you know it's it's like any young boy who wants to you know meet girls hang out mm -hmm. go to vegas with their top off with sunglasses mm -hmm. and just be like yo i'm flexing what's up <laughs> you know but um that transition quickly uh, i mean to be honest when i got out of college I, I went to arizona state i came home my grandfather was sick he passed away after that and really just kind of taking care of my family and really just being um you know the the, the influence or the, the, the rock in my family taking over his position. So um, that transitioned quickly into me being competitive and really just started taking my natural abilities to do the movements like clean and jerk and, and snatching and then doing, I used to be really good at gymnastics. So then I started uh, working out with Ray Traitz and then um, Andrew Davey yeah. over in Cross, at, at CrossFit Rockland. Yeah. So, I know, right? yeah, so we actually worked hard, both regional athletes. Uh, I trained with them every day, twice a day uh, for almost two and a half years, three years. So keeping up with them is, I mean, honestly, a job in itself. <laughs>
So they were great athletes, and really they're the ones who really kind of kick-started me into getting competitive about mm -hmm. it. So um, I'm just competitive nature. I don't like to do things without preparing for them, and really you know, creating a game plan to get there is essential to anything. How does that competitive nature transfer over to your home life? Oh, I mean, honestly, it's, it's always being competitive. I mean, I try to be as far as even in my own household, I, I'm competitive mm -hmm. with Kristen. Mm -hmm. I want to be a better parent than Kristen all day, every day. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, that's that's the case. It's just, you know, it's, she it's won't hear this, by the way. But uh, yeah. are you winning? Huh? <laughs> she won't hear this. But are you winning? No, fortunately not. But, uh, you know, she's a great mom. Um, I keep, try to keep up with her as much as I can. And, uh, you know, any kind of shortcomings I have, I try to make up for it financially or any way that I can to work that kind of brings things home for our family and give us the ability to do so that's cool yeah yeah what a what a difference almost a decade yeah. makes, right yeah and then to be honest with you it, it transfers and it, it seems like it's a consistent thing that you're asking you know how does that transfer into my work life and skill transfer is is pretty much the name of our game you know anywhere from lift uh, like olympic lifting into crossfit why that happens why you have skill transfer and then really how crossfit brings that into your personal life and being competitive in your personal life. And I'm in sales, forget it. Like, you know, like mm. if, you're not, if I'm not competitive enough, yeah. if I'm not hungry, I'm not making money. So, and money's the name of the game these days. So, um, you know, I don't like to surround myself saying that money is, you know, the quintessential part of life, but it gives me the ability to work hard and Absolutely. play hard. So that's, that's really what, and I want to be best in the region, which I am, I'm top five in my region, but that, comes back to my work ethic and really the ability to work hard and have goals so i it's have just it. like regionals yeah just like CrossFit. everything yeah it's awesome so it's just like everything yeah. in life honestly if you, you don't have a why or a, a more impactful why that's you know some like that's what you know jason was talking about which i found very impactful for myself like your why has to be strong enough to get you out of bed in the morning yep if that no doesn't, doubt about it yeah if that doesn't happen then you know your why isn't strong enough and you mm -hmm. might as well go back to bed Here's something I, you know, we used to play this game. One thing you don't know about me, I have a uh, in in my bathroom on my mirror. I have a post-it note that I wrote uh, in the early spring of last year. So so 2017, probably March. That says two words: massive action, mm -hmm. and it's posted on my on, on my mirror. So when I wake up and I see that every single day, like. I know I'm gonna like do everything mm -hmm. I can to 10x my day, my week, my month, my life. Yeah, and that's it. Hundred percent. And you know, one of my other like, uh, you know, heroes you could say, is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep. Arnold Schwarzenegger had the same thing. If you're not writing it down, you're not achieving it. So like, you know, he had 10 goals he had for the year that he wrote down every single day before going into the kitchen. Same same thing. With, mm -hmm. Like if you watch Rocky, and the reason why they're so impactful and the reason why they were so successful is that they wrote down their goals. They see them every day. This guy's getting up at 5 a.m. eating 12 raw eggs. Yeah. You know, like same thing with, with Arnold. He's outworking everybody. Yeah. So he's in the gym and he's going ham at 90 percent all the yeah. same every day, all day, every day. And these guys are like, I don't know how he does it. Yeah. You know, and he was broke at the time. You know, yeah, like all he could afford was a, a membership. Yeah, um, Jocko Willink is another guy. He's a former Navy SEAL who wrote um, Extreme Ownership, and now he just came out with um, Discipline Equals Freedom. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing too. It's like, if, if like you know, this guy he's so disciplined, he wakes up at four thirty, whether it's a weekday or weekend, and goes right to his home gym. Mm -hmm. You know, he does like the CrossFit style stuff and. No matter what the circumstances, no matter if he's traveling, you know, in a hotel or wherever he is, he makes sure he wakes up at 4:30 every single day, 
and just gets after it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, you may not wake up at 4.30 every day, but you have certain disciplines about your life that mm-hmm. you have to meet every single day, like a checklist. Yeah, absolutely. In order to make sure that tomorrow is even better. Right. Right? So for me, like in my job, like I try to get, as I work from home, I, I'm fortunate enough to have a flexible schedule to get here, you know, for open, open gym and whatnot. But I have a checklist before I even leave the house. You know, some certain days I do travel into the city, but I have a checklist before I can actually get to what I want to do. And what I love to do is to come work out and lift weights. Mm-hmm. So I get that done before I can come here. Otherwise, I can't come and, and treat myself yeah. to what I love to do. So, like, you know, like, that's really, for me, it's like, you know, if I don't hit that, like, th- those are my mini goals, like, you know, pretty much they have throughout the day, then I have month, three month, and then, you know, half year, and then full year goals. Yeah. So, I mean, I have it all written down, but again, um, you know, the discipline factor really comes down to the, your ability to have a story of wh- why, mm-hmm. you, you know, it is that you do what you do every single day, and if it's not strong enough, you know, those are the reasons why attendance might be low at the gym, mm-hmm. or, you know, um, you know why you're failing at your job mm-hmm. or you know whatever the case is if you're just going in to make money i mean chances are that you're really not gonna you know succeed at what you're right. doing so you know that money's not important enough for me no. to drive me out of my job uh, pretty much drive me out of my bed yeah no yeah. way like it's good to have like as you said like the goals like uh, you don't next hour day month year um to get you to like that final goal mm-hmm. and it helps keep you on track because we like for me right now, my goal is to qualify for the American Open next year in December. That's a long time long away, time. and there's a long way to go mm-hmm. for me to get there. So I have little goals based on it. Mm-hmm. By the end of this, you know, by the end of January, I want to clean and jerk 150 kilos, which mm-hmm. is 330 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then, so I have like little set goals out of there that are going to eventually get me to that bigger one. So it helps keep you on track and you know where you are as far as in that grand scheme of things of reaching that final goal. No, I agree. So like for me, you know. You know, working on the weight aspect of things, you know, like I can clean 330, but I can I can't jerk on yeah. it. So, like, same you know, here. I can't jerk it. So it's like at the same time, I don't give a shit how how much I can like clean because if you can't jerk, can't it, it, doesn't jerk matter. it doesn't mm. fucking count. doesn't matter. So for me, it's, you know, I, I know what I need to do in order to get to, you know, the goals that I want to get to to pretty much jerk my 330 that I can clean pretty easily. So for me at that point, you know, that comes down to goals and discipline and, and knowing my weaknesses and really working on aspects of my of my jerk that really kind of make me stronger or, you know, ability to hit it more consistently. So what you're saying is uh, you don't cherry pick. No. As you say. And uh, that's kind of what I see a lot of in not only this gym, but gyms around. It's like, oh, I want to be this competitor. Like, I want to go to regionals. But you won't work on gymnastics like, right yep. you know so like if you want to if you have goals that are lofty they're fucking attainable literally yep. anybody can do them but you need to be willing to work on those weaknesses 100%. and put yourself in an uncomfortable situation yeah and the, one of the things that uh you know i was listening obviously i listen to all the podcasts at this point because i'm mentioning different podcasts but um, thanks Nelson. so we one of the <laughs> i do what i do you know yeah. um <laughs> mckenna was also a, a good one you know when he started mentioning uh, accessory work you know and that he wishes that there was more. oh we brought up you yeah <laughs> shocker what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> shocker but he started talking more about you know he wishes that he had you know, a little more accessory work and, and more T-spine mm-hmm. and uh, T-spine. this and that. And honestly, you can't T-spine. have enough T-spine. You can't, you can't have enough T-spine. <laughs> I mean, I should make, we should make a T-shirt that says that, you know, T-spine. We were talking about that. Yeah, T-spine above everything. But, <laughs> um, 
you know, how often or, or how oft, or how often do I recommend it or how often do I see that being a, you know, a crucial part of, of growing or getting stronger. And to be honest, that's the gravy on top of everything. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing the accessory work, you're not getting stronger. Right. You know, uh, people, percent. yeah, people think that, you know, those little muscles don't count. Right. But that's the ability why I'm not able to jerk my mm-hmm. 330. Yeah. And that's the reasons why, you know, some of my air, like some of my body, like my upper body and my legs, I have no problem pulling that off the floor and also front squatting it. But but your little calves. But my t- yeah. But my little calves and my T-spine can't handle 330 <laughs> above my head. So, you know, accessory yeah. work is key and really working at your abilities and go back to Kevin's point, cherry picking your workouts. If you're just like, oh, I'll do that tomorrow and put it off for, for tomorrow, that it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. You're not going to grow as an individual. You're not going to grow as an athlete. You're not going to get any stronger, right. which is a lot of people come to me and say, you know, how do I get stronger? Mm-hmm. It's doing this. It's doing this shit that sucks. Yeah. It's really that gets you stronger. When you get to six or seven reps that Kevin does, like, or say he front squats for 10 every Sat or Friday, it's when you get to that seven mark that really challenges you as how an athlete. How much do you want it? How much do you yeah. want those last three reps? Dude, you got to eat it. Yeah. Eat that yeah. steel, baby. Big dogs got to yeah. eat. Yeah, big dogs got to eat. Get eight, nine, and ten, and then call it you a know, day. Like I see, like, I am a big proponent of pick a programming and fucking stick to it. Right. Um, like, I have my weightlifting program that I follow that gets emailed me every week by my coach, and I do every single thing on it every day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, if body's not feeling right, I'll add it to tomorrow, but I still do that fucking program every week from beginning to end. Right. Um, I, I see people here, and I'm going to say it, it's Jamel, one of them. <laughs> um, he doesn't listen to this anyway, so he won't hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamel will go up and pull up Comp Train, uh, Misfit, <laughs> here, uh, everyone in the world, uh, CrossFit New York City, right. and mm-hmm. he'll pick what workout he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And instead of um, that he keep telling him all the time, yeah. right. like, Jamel is a great athlete that has so much potential. And I told him, you need to fucking pick a programming. If it's Comp Train, have it be Comp Train. If right. it's Misfit, but you need to do that because – these programs that are well thought out, they're going to work on everything. And that's what's going to make that elite athlete. Right. And um, like, and I see so many other people doing it. And I'm not, not just Jamel. I always say Jamel because everyone hates oh, him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and then going back to our, our – our, our, that, that's one thing being said. And then also that's talking about somebody who doesn't necessarily have a game plan, right? Yeah. Right. So somebody who just kind of goes and wings it from the hip, right? And then – comes to me during squat workouts and then says, you know, watch this. Why am I not, why am I not front squatting, you know, where I need to be. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, and that comes to the fundamentals of lifting. You know, if you don't have complete body, uh, body awareness and realize why you're doing the things that you're doing, you'll never get stronger. You'll plateau every single time. Mm -hmm. If you don't do the accessory work and the areas that you know that you're weak in, it's why you're not getting, and that's why you're plateauing. So like for him, for instance, he was watching me, um, Allison Dodge was doing a front squat and she has, I guess, you know, some injuries are coming back yeah, from she's an recovering. injury, yep. but she's sitting there front squatting and she's relaxing in the bottom. Like she's just like stretching mm-hmm. out and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, like that's the reasons why you get hurt. Yeah. You know, like, you know, if you, if you focus on staying tight, if your back isn't honestly just as sore as your yeah. legs are, then you're not doing it right. Yeah. You know, so and your glutes too. A lot of times people, when people are squatting, if you're squatting and you're only feeling it in your hamstrings and your quads, you are not fully engaged. You need to feel in your glutes. Like when you're on a full squat, that whole time you're squeezing your butthole. Right. On the way down and on the way up. Right. And that's what's going to keep everything down there tight. So for her, she has, she's a dancer. So she's, uh, she has, I guess she has the ability to kind of go ab- like o- above and beyond her, her limits as far as yeah. mobility standpoint. Hypermobile, yeah. Right. So for her to, to kind of go down in the front squat and then have that little butt wink at the bottom, that's not good for her lower back. 
yeah. right? So right. for the, her, the double bounce at the bottom, of right? The so for squat. her, staying having tension is that goes back to fundamentals of lifting and really understanding why it is that you do what you do, and really just kind of going down and pretending that your feet are on plates on your drive up, pretending that you're turning those plates to eleven and two o'clock, mm -hmm. and staying tight in your back and your T spine, and then also like your glutes and your hammies. Like yep. if you're not feeling that on the way up at a total body movement, you're not doing it right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that's a lot of the, a lot of the people that I see, it's not just her, you know, at the gym where I kind of walk around the gym, like when we're front squatting, when we're cleaning and just like, give them little cues, be like, no, keep your chest up. Yep. You know, I'm not doing it because like, I, I'm the end all be all. Like, I wish somebody did that when I was younger. You yeah, know? no, like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I wish people came up to me and said, you know, and those are the reasons why I don't get hurt. Like, and, you, and I don't warm up. I, don't, I never warm up. I'm not saying that that's. I don't warm up either. We mentioned yeah. that on the podcast. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I mean, that's a, and what's one of the things I took from uh, when we brought in Norik Bardania and Jenny Arthur? He comes in and he starts talking. You know, Norik, both are two Olympic level athletes. Jenny Arthur comes from a softball background. Um, and Norik Vardanian comes from a weightlifting background. He's sitting there saying, he's like, yeah, he's like, Jenny will come in. Jenny will break a sweat before she's even take up a barbell. Yeah. He's like, I come in, do a few empty bar reps, and I'm ready to go. Right. Like, and he's like, it's it hammer time, baby. Yeah, it's hammer time. You know, and that comes down to, you know, it comes down to self-awareness and knowing yourself yeah. more than, you, like, you know, more than anything. I mean, to be honest with you, and that's Olympic athlete. She knows yeah. herself. She knows what areas that she's tight in and the areas that she needs to work on. But like, for, for me... I pick up barbell. I do a couple front squats, and I'm ready to go. It's hammer yeah. time, baby. Muscle, muscle yeah. snatches, muscle grip. Yeah, yeah, grip it and rip it. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to waste the. I don't want to waste the reps. For me, I know, like I know my body. My body doesn't necessarily need the warm up, but I need a cool down. Like if mm. I don't do a cool down mm. after, like if I just stop working out, that's a recipe for disaster yeah. for me. Yeah. I will be tight the next yeah. day. Yeah. Sore. So that's why I'll get on an assault bike and just do you know three or four minutes of just light there. Mm. You know, I'll jump on and do some ramwad and you know all that stuff. Um, and it all comes out. I know some people that could end a workout and like that'd be done. Mm -hmm. Just, that's it. That's me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, uh, but I need that sort of a cool down. Yeah, you know, whether it's just a bunch of air squats or something to bring that heart rate down and kind of slow my body. Because normally my last set, I'm fucking dying. Like two days a week, I have to do ten rep max, either front squats or back squats. Mm -hmm. When I'm done with that, my CNS is absolutely destroyed. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to get on an assault bike and just go easy no. for. I want to go home, curl up in my bed, and go to sleep. Yeah. Eat some cookies. Yeah. So you guys mentioned programming before. Now I didn't tell you guys this before the the episode started. I want to hash out what we're gonna program for the barbell mm -hmm. for 2018, and we're gonna do this right now. We're gonna do this right now. Oh yeah. We're gonna do this right now. All right. Let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. Meeting of the minds. So I want arguments mm -hmm. of why we should do a certain program i know which one you want to do and i have an idea of what you want to do yeah and i'm not going to decide this well i guess i will but i'm not going to uh favor one or the other mm -hmm. all right yeah you can start okay um. what do you think <laughs> we should do so we're running it from january beginning of january to 14 weeks yeah well and it's during barbell yeah okay um, <laughs> uh, two days a week, the, and this is just a pure power and strength and squat cycle because that's what it all comes down to, the base of movement. And you said it before, the total body workout mm -hmm. is your squat. The outlaw 713 cycle mm -hmm. will destroy your life, but it will make you a better squatter and it will make you a better crossfitter, It will everything across the board. Start off with seven front squats at a certain percentage. I believe it starts at 65%. 
and then you immediately rack it and then you put it on your back and then do that for 13 reps mm -hmm. and it goes up in the reps decrease throughout the cycle and the weights increase and just that transitioning it hits the cns it builds strength and overall from the progress that i see people making on it just absolutely phenomenal yeah so i mean i love outlaw stuff and to be honest i, th I think i went through a, a, a progression of doing outlaw stuff and it, it's when rudy huge. when rudy was in outlaw before he avoided his taxes that dude was the man <laughs> yeah like i loved rudy and I mean now Jared Fleming is doing it, so it's kind of okay. But I miss J Mart. Yeah, J Mart. So was, his his barbell like, was I mean, awesome. Rudy's, Rudy's stuff was just like hundred percent on strength and conditioning stuff, and it was it was amazing, you know. But you know, a lot of the downfall of that is that there was one year that everybody was doing outlaws. Everyone was doing everybody, outlaw. even regional athletes. But what you saw is, and they is, never charged a dime. Right, and then the, what you saw is is that. Um, it started drop like it started because there was so much focus on lifting high percentages for volume. Mm -hmm. So like people were were taking bigger breaks in between. They were doing stuff so where their metabolic rate was dropping. So for instance, like regional athletes like Tominski used to do it, mm -hmm. and then Tominski used to, you know, that year he didn't do so great in regionals and even the games. Then he kind of well, moved away from the outlaw stuff. Here's because, my argument with that. Yeah, though. that was that year. I know what you're talking about. I think it was 2014, 2015 mm -hmm. that the CrossFit Games made a significant shift to a lot of to more. It, whereas right, it yeah. used to be what exactly what Rudy programmed. Correct. For. And then that's also that time of you know Rudy had no idea that the other you know, games were going to be completely transformed into what it is now, which is just finding the most conditioned athlete, not the most well-rounded athlete. Right. Um, which is all. We'll, forever be my stance until they go back to the way it used to be yeah mm -hmm. although they are kind of taking some steps but it's still not what it used to be mm -hmm. um you know and so and then after that rudy kind of went away for legal reasons right. and we never got to see the progression of it from there right so i don't necessarily think that point is 100 percent valid because nobody saw that change coming because it used to be lifting heavy doing gymnastics you know doing some weird fucking odd movement bring it from here to there and that's what Rudy prepared you for at that time. And then that switch happened. But that goes against everything that CrossFit was even from the beginning is getting prepared for the unknowables. So for CrossFit, what CrossFit was is that, you know, you need to be prepared for, like, say that, you know, CrossFit used to be more barbell. And it was. It was a ton of barbell. Then they made a shift where it was like everybody needs to be a triathlon. Like they need to be <laughs> basically running a triathlon yeah. to like even be com like competing in the game. So like they're, they're, they're cycling, they're swimming. They're running. So, you know, that's really, you know, if you're going to stick to a program, you know, you do need to do those those other areas as far as getting yourself stronger, as far as, you know, being conditioned well. But, you know, it depends on the goals of the gym. You know, like we need to be prepared, especially for, for Christian. He needs to be prepared for stuff that may not necessarily have been in the last 10 years. You yeah. know, like, you know, running analytics. Like, yeah, we can run analytics what it's been over the last 10 years. But guess what? Cargo nets and something completely new can hang up happen this year sure. where he's just like, you know, I I'm not prepared yeah. for this. Yeah. This is the year they could put him on a bike. Right. Or this could be a year where it's all one rep maxes. Awesome. Sweet. Like, you know, you got to be prepared for that too. Yeah. So, which is hard with Outlaw because Outlaw is so focused on strength and conditioning. Yeah, that does have some skill transfer over, but it's very focused on load and it's very focused on volume and load at the same time with you can take as many breaks as you want. Like, you know, kind of deal. So you got it. There is a borderline in between that and really just mixing in maybe imams. Not necessarily say that we need to do, let's say, outlaw for three of the days of barbell. We need to interject some of the the, the high load 
and volume with limited rest. So this way we keep the metabolic rate high. Well, one of the things I always say with that, because the 713 cycle is a tough one to do in your typical 30 minutes that you have for a strength. So normally it would be paired with like a really short Metcon, like a very short sprint for that. Right. Um, one of the things I always did as a coach when I was in it was I set a clock because, you know, say, all right, guys, you have 30 minutes to do mm -hmm. all your sets. Mm -hmm. And if you're not done with it in that 30 second, 30 minutes, then you're done. Like right. you, you can do it after class if you want to, if there's room. Right. Um, so there is that one. And that comes down to, to me, the coach, mm -hmm. um, cause the coach should say, all right, this is stimulus of it. Cause all the outlaw stuff is meant to do in a certain time. Mm -hmm. Like, Rudy always said all of his programming should be done in an hour and a half mm -hmm. and people took because his programming also included the warm-up which is a little extensive um, so that's why he added that extra half hour because coach Glassman says elite fitness is able to be achieved in one hour. right 100 um, so and that's why I just brought out the 713 cycling just because it's squats and everyone could use to squat more and squat better 100 percent, 100 percent. i consider yeah, myself I to be one of the best squatters in the gym yeah. and i know i have so much work to do on it there's yeah. so much more improvements i can make i can look at my squat and i love if when done other right i can tell you that if done right so squatting there is a, um a psychology behind squatting and the science behind squatting i mean i see a lot of people squat just to squat and relax their upper mm -hmm. back and oh, they're yeah. thinking that big time that it's like 100 percent yeah. legs and it's really yep. not well, that's the other thing with the, the volume of the 713, because especially for the first six weeks, the volume is high. Mm -hmm. And if you're only dependent on legs, you'll die. So mm -hmm. it forces you to say, all right, get your front rack in the correct position. Get your, keep your core tight, keep your back tight. Because if you're just doing legs at, on rep 18, you're going to give out. Yeah. Where it forces you to do that. And that's why I'm a proponent of that one. And it's just a Kickstarter. Do on that, set a clock. There's 30 or 40 minutes if it's barbell. You have until this end to do it. So. so I agree with your philosophy on that. And as far as, you know, sprints are concerned, even after that, sprints are really kind of made for muscle building and conditioning. Yeah. They're not meant for the high engine and the high metabolic with 20-minute AMRAPs, let's say. They're really good for the 7, 9-minute AMRAPs. But when you start throwing 25s and 30s in there, guess what? That sprinter is going to be like, <gasps> like me. So, like, yeah. when I get up to, like, you know, when I see 30 reps – you know, and that's what CrossFit is now. Like, you know, a lot of it's high repetition, like yep. high running, high endurance. And, you know, it's really kind of moving away from, you know, the barbell. And guess what? They might just bring that right back. Yeah. You know, so that's really, you know, what CrossFit is and has always been the philosophy of CrossFit. But my question for Dave is now is that you have two people here that know Outlaw and what they're supposed to be doing. But how do you keep the, the, the coaching consistent right. to say, listen, um, you have probably the two best squatters in the gym right now. How do you, and then Jamel's teaching a barbell class who's coming. Which he'll to definitely like, go over in time. Right. Oh, my God, but, yeah. But let's say he's coming to me. Definitely. He's coming to me for cues. How do you keep that consistent for everybody else right. to say, I need to hit this in the way I need to hit it, rather than saying going through the motions up and down, up and down, up and down, and not knowing why they're hitting 70%. Is Nelson asking for a position right now? I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, as far as certifications goes, in April, we are having USAW. We and are. I am signed up. <laughs> oh. Shameless plug. Yeah. Shameless. Uh, that's a great question. So yeah. my first instinct is to, you know, get the people who are serious about these, these what is it, 12 to 14 weeks leading up to the Open. Mm -hmm. Get them there the first week and make sure that, all right, this is how you front squat. Let's grab a PVC pipe. You know, this or, is how you yeah. back squat. Let's or, grab a PVC pipe. Let's learn it right now on a PVC pipe. 
or start warning right? yeah start warning barbell now because i'm assuming it would be done during barbell and yeah. not the regular i mean you could also throw it into the <coughs> regular classes too on tuesdays and thursdays it's squat days yeah, yeah. you know boom that's we're squatting on tuesdays and thursdays um and have it be that set day so everyone knows the importance of it and spend you know time leading up to it warning people mm -hmm. all right we're gonna go over the front squat today by putting those in it and right and have that coach stress the importance of listen you need that consistency and this is the programming for it and if you have to miss a day it's important that you make it make up it somehow up. Yep. come to open gym or make it up exactly and it's no miss days and stress that importance of it i agree especially because the outlaw cycle is like the day one um week one day one it's seven by 13 at 60 percent and then day two is 713 at 94% of what you did on day one. Mm -hmm. And that's what week two is. So it goes up and then mm -hmm. this 94%. Right. So if you don't do that day one and only do week two, so what do you base that 94% off of? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I like the accountability factor because when we did Juggernaut last year, we had a lot of people who, like I said, day one, like, listen, guys, if you don't want to fucking be here and you're not going to make it throughout the entire thing, you don't belong in this yeah. class. Right. And that right. comes back to cherry picking. Right. Like, again, if you don't want to squat and you're not coming on the days of squatting, squatting sucks. Yeah. Like, you know, but it's the suck that I love, yeah. honestly. Hell so yeah. like, you know, like when I'm at set, if I'm going for sets of 10 and I'm at seven, I like the mental challenging factor saying I'm going to fucking finish this. Right. You know, exactly. like, you know, I'm at seven. What What's another three reps? You know what I mean? So yeah, at that point. But um, with that being said, like a lot of people come up to me and like they're they're always like, take a look at this lift. You know, and a lot of people, it's not even the point of mobility and it's not even the point of, you know, their um, like, let's say like their strength. So like, you know, there's three components in any lift, you know, it's strength, mobility, and then there's technique. And a lot of people are missing that very fundamental piece of lifting. Yes. So like yeah. even with squatting, squatting and deadlifting, they're Neanderthal lifts. When you think about it, it's just like grip it and rip it. Yep. You know what I mean? But you got to stay tight in your upper body. You got to be pushing up on the bar with your hands as much as yeah. you're trying to, yeah. you know, rip the bar up with your legs. Yeah. You know, your hands far, are a big contributor yeah. to squatting. Hands are you, huge. You yeah. I always tell people right that. on the head as far as technique, though, if you cannot like I'm going to bring up the clean and the snatch real quick because mm -hmm. that's the most flagrant thing right. that I see. And I see coaches do this and I see athletes do this. If you're not bringing that bar into your hips consistently and you are shortening yep. your pull, oh, yeah. you should not be going for one rep maxes. Right. You should yeah. be working at 60 to 80% and working on finishing that pull. And I see, again, I see coaches do it and then I see athletes do it. And it really fucks with me when coaches are doing it because we're the role models for right. it. You know, I will scale things down personally. And we've gone over this in the podcast. I will scale things down. I will lower the weights to make something perfect for me to work on getting it to be that fucking perfect. Yeah. Right. Now, if you're going from your knees to your shoulders, don't fucking do a one rep max clean, mm -hmm. lower that weight, ask a coach for a drill. Any coach will give you a drill. Mm -hmm. Um, hopefully. And it's bring it in. And, and I love, and I love technique. that too. Like when everybody comes up to me and they're like, you know, what am I doing wrong? Why am I missing this up yeah. front? And that goes back to uh, like the fundamentals. Like, I don't know. You tell me you've been here for yeah. quite some time now. Right. Like you tell me why you're missing up front. Do you think you're min finishing your pull? Are you not shifting your weight back? Like, I don't know. You tell me, you know, and, th and that what that drives is the self-awareness. Yes. You know, cause I'm exactly. not, I'm not mm -hmm. sitting there telling them what they're going to do because guess what? The next lift, you're going to do exactly the same mm -hmm. fucking thing. So, you know, you, when you come down to the ability to know when you hit a certain area, and then you start shifting. That's what that feels like, you know. And then once you over, once you overcome that feeling, it becomes a second nature. Now you're just gripping and ripping it. So now the problem is too is like when you start going from, 
you know, three sets of five or five sets of three or nine sets of, of singles at 90% or whatever the case is, then you start doing 30% or, or like you start doing 30 reps in a Metcon. Yeah. Now all that skill transfer is out the window. Oh, you're gripping gone. and ripping it. You're just literally completely grabbing. Gone. So now to your point, slow the workout down. Don't yeah. try to compete with the next person. If you know that yeah. you can't consistently hit the movement every single time the same exact way, the number one yeah. reason why Froning was so successful at CrossFit is every yeah. one of his lifts are exactly yeah. the yep. same. It's and that's what I said yeah. to Christian too. You know, Christian is, is, was at first when I saw him, he lacked a lot, like a lot of fundamental stuff and hitting it consistently. Yeah. You know, so for him, you know, it's really just bar path consistency and just doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again at certain percentages until you get it. Like yeah. you just beat it into his head. Yeah. That's why I will not like, yes, people are like, oh, why aren't you doing this workout? It's got a heavy barbell on it because I am the king of picking up old bad habits. Mm -hmm. If there's a workout with more than 135 pounds on a clean and jerk, more than 135 pounds on a clean, unless it's into a front squat, um, if it's a deadlift, I will not do it. I will cherry pick to not do that workout because of my goals of making the American Open. Right. I've worked so hard on cleaning up those ones and I know I am not at a point yet where I could do 30 reps for time under that load right. and keep that form without going back into bad habits right so i will scale it down so like my limit is basically like grace and isabel as far as doing a single uh, monostructural barbell mm -hmm. workout for time that's it because those are two movements that like i do muscle snatches in my warm-up anyways muscle snatches aren't a big deal and clean and jerks i could stay tight and i'm consistent at 135 yeah um <clears throat> consistency and that goes back ego you don't need to hit that rx button is that rx button going to be detrimental to your fitness and even the, even even the clock the yeah, clock is so is sad very to see, like for me it's the most disheartening thing where we'll be working on a technique or lifting before the metcon and then the the exercise is in the in the metcon and then all of a sudden it's just like all the progress goes, goes away yeah. like you you know i built you up and you've you've done so well on the lifting portion mm -hmm. and then three two one go all of a sudden it's out the window. You're right. rounding your back, muscle cleaning, yeah. and strict press when we just fucking taught you right. how to drop under the bar on a push jerk. Yeah, and then everybody <laughs> and then everybody looks at me and is like, oh, man, you're so strong. Why are you doing singles? And I'm like, well, I'm doing singles because guess why? Yeah. Every time I hit a single, it's like I'm going for one rep yeah. max. Yes. So I'm hitting it the same exact yeah. way and every single time. And guess what? Now yeah. that one goes into two, that goes into three, and eventually yeah. we'll get to five and eventually mm -hmm. get to ten. The open announcement with uh, Dan Bailey and I think it was Panchik, and it was in the guy's garage house. Yeah. It was the um, squat clean total bar uh, double under ladder. Mm -hmm. They were doing singles out of the gate oh, at yeah. 135. Yeah. Right. This, uh, this year with the snatches and chest to bar ladder, uh, Frazier cycled the first barbell, but that was it. Yeah. And that was because it was only 95 Just pounds. to get the initial That's lead. It. Exactly. Just to get the initial lead. But after lead. that, they all switched to singles starting at 135. Right. 95 is not something, is something that you should be able to cycle. But at, once it gets to that 135, like one plate on each side, they were slowing down and every rep looked exactly the same from when they hit that 135 all the way up to when they hit that. I think the last bar was 265. And guess what he's wishing that you're doing, that you're cycling that yeah. second round. Because guess why? Now he's going to hit the singles and now he's going to be like, see ya. Yep. Yeah. So but now he's just going to say, I'll hit my singles and I'll walk across yeah. the finish line. I don't need to sit exactly. there and cycle it. Nice. Because so it's efficiency too. Because if you're the barbell cycling, Tends, you tend to take shortcuts and you tend to use extra muscles that you don't need to. Mm -hmm. So on that longer workout, especially on that ladder where 
you're earning that more and more time, mm -hmm. you're losing that efficiency on rep 20 minutes. 100%. You know, they were breaking up their chest bars early and often, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, because they knew their time, they knew their plan, and they stuck to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just a matter of getting achieving the stimulus and knowing your body. Right. The timer so, is just like a, it's like a double-edged sword, right? So that's what the what, what CrossFit is built on is is time, right? Mm -hmm. Force time distance over over time, is right. intensity, right? Right. So at the same time, like the the timer or the word time, is what is how people become successful in CrossFit, mm -hmm. right? It's the long-term vision, right? Yes, exactly. And then the timer within a, a micro setting or the classroom mm -hmm. is such a detriment to them, mm -hmm. right? Because now all the technique work, like we said, just that's goes right. to complete shit because of someone's ego, right? Right. And that's wanting how to be number one. Right. And that's where injuries happen. Yeah. You know, to be honest with you, technique is a hundred percent reasons why people get injured. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not so much the weight because, I mean, let's face it, you can get injured on 95 pounds. You get injured picking up a pen. Right. Sneezing. You know, you can get injured picking up your kids. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Just running and just go grab your kid and just toss him in the air. And then, oh, there goes your back. Yeah. yeah. You know, but um, when it, it comes down much. to, you know, exactly. And the, it, you start talking about, you know, even heavy competitors like Christian. You know, he was uh, a big advocate for gripping and ripping. So, like, he would so much so, yeah, like, when he clipped, when he, yeah, when he actually just grabs the bar and he starts cycling cleans, right? And then I'm just like, I'm watching and I'm just like, oh, man, this is a joke. Now, like, he's just literally his ass is way in the air. He's pulling with his back. He's yeah. pulling with his arms. And then he's going right into pull-ups. Now, imagine if you use your number one asset, your legs, and then you're completely fresh by the time you get to the bar. Yeah. So now you're able to cycle through 20 pull-ups. When essentially you just squatted, you know, like those cleans yeah. versus actually pulling them off of the floor. And that's when he became like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. There's a science behind everything that you do. And you want to make these workouts. And that's where, again, where Froning and Frazier, you know, they live. And that's why they're so successful is they know how to make the shitty workouts easy. Yeah. yeah. You, you want to make the workouts work for you. Right. You don't want to work for the workouts. Right. And, and also every movement in, a, in CrossFit uses more than one muscle so like yep. as you just said it right on the head with uh you know cleans and pull-ups um if you use more of your legs you save your arms right like if it's like a burpee and something workout and it's you need to use your upper body that's where i'll cherry pick <laughs> 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 there's a way to manipulate the burpee and do it so you're using more legs and saving your upper body yeah and there's different ways to do it and knowing your body and having that control over it 100 percent. control over your body is the number one asset to mm -hmm. me in crossfit right if you can control your body you can control your how you manipulate it. Do it. Hundred percent. You got to control all your body mind first yeah. before your body. Right. Yeah. So that's where it goes out the window. Yeah. So it's like it really comes <clears throat> down to feelings. Like you know, like it's like you know, how, how did it feel when you? It felt heavy. You know why it felt heavy? Because you tried ripping that thing right off the floor. Yeah. Like your efficiency is way out the window. And Ray, when you, you know, before you lifted it, it was yeah. heavy to you. You failed before you even yeah. grabbed the yeah, bar. Exactly. You just took. Five minutes breathing at your knees. That's like a CrossFit total me and you did. Yeah. The deadlift. Yeah. yeah. 405. Oh, God. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing is when we got off the total, we we're just like, yo, let's get, let's just get this over with. I think we started at 405. We just, just throw them to like 45s on. And we're yeah, just like, I was the, I wow, was that felt heavy. <laughs> I, uh, I did the same. I went, uh, I went yeah. from 225, 365 to 425. Yeah. Like that was because I was just over it. I was yeah. like, you know, I, I knew what I needed to hit for my goal. And we my just, yeah, it's just a lack of discipline. Yeah. All yeah, it, it really was. <laughs> it, was, it, was it was right before the holiday. We we're just yeah. you know working out with a bunch of people. We got done with the squatting, and then we we're just like, "Hey, man, let's get this over with." 
Yeah. And then us two Neanderthals just grabbed like 405 <laughs> and we're just like, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then we threw on like 70 or 80 yeah, pounds yeah. on top of that. And we're just like, we hit it, but we both like blacked out. And we're just like, all right, we're done. <laughs> we're done. Yeah. I, I think I even threw a fives on after that. And I tried gripping. I got like an inch off the floor and I spent like five minutes with it above the inch above the floor. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. it, it, it you know, it took me. It took me, uh, you know, I was like, it, 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 you guys win today. Yeah. So did we uh, settle with this program yet? Yeah, Wait, I what, mean, what do you think, Nelson? You want to go with this? I'm game. With, I'm game with with um, you know, seven thirteen. And I yeah. So I mean, I feel like you know, squatting is you know something that everybody can get better at at this gym. And and you know, to be fair, it's a fundamental movement. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. To be fair, I mean, I could be much better. And you know, and what I like oh, to see, too. yeah. What I like That's to see too is me someone. Three. You know, like Kevin, who I need to chase, you know, for 500 pound back squat or someone that I'm working out with in my class who's putting on 45s. I'm like, all right, now I need to really kind of buckle down because I'm a super competitive guy. uh, Like I like I mentioned. So like when I see somebody achieve something, I'm like, oh, well, if he can do it, then I can fucking do it. You know what I mean? Like that's my relationship with Ryan Hansen. Like, right. Fucking, I'm so happy for that. Like, I love that guy. Like, he's my brother. Yeah. And I am so happy for him that he qualified for the American Open. Right. Do you know how much it fucking killed me that Ryan was there and I was? Like, yeah. 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 He's been doing this for five years longer than I have as far as focus on lifting. Mm-hmm. But still, that's the guy who I'm chasing. I know I'm stronger than Ryan. Ryan, if you're listening, I am fucking stronger than you. You are just better at lifting than me. Yeah. Simple as that. Because I have that retard strength that I am just strong. Right, and he might just have better technique. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I am fucking coming for him. Ju- yeah, Next yeah. year I'm going to beat him at he the American just Open. If, he could just be efficiently outmoving you. So that's it's it, like, and that's what he is. He is one of the most efficiently moving big guys that I've ever met in my life. Right, and then you know when it comes down to we talk, we touch based on accountability too, and even having a partner. Like even if they're only 16 and 15, you know, like those kids, yeah. like those two, yeah. you know, like the boys that I work out with on the on on Saturday, and that I try to consistently work out, you know. Around their sports schedules and stuff, they, uh, you know, we almost have a weekly accountability to each other. So saying like, that's dude, good. I'm coming yeah. in. Like if and I'm that's coming, that's usually in, beneficial for right. you and for them. If I'm coming in at age 34 and I'm kicking your ass four for four, <laughs> then Booch. honestly, yeah, yeah, you need some work to do if you want to be competitive. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I you should that. be working. I miss yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you should be working that. And that that that's really what it comes down to. And that's why you know the community. When you start talking about like you know CrossFit, the community and you know the camaraderie that we have here at the gym if you don't have that competitive nature no. with somebody you're coming in just to do the workout right. and you're just yeah. coming in to do the movement. and i i'm trying to build that at poughkeepsie because i see that there is three very competitive males over at poughkeepsie billy cole ryan stewart and then rob chase rob mm-hmm. chase is the veteran and then the other two are just fresh off the street and i'm getting them to fucking compete with each other yeah. because that's, cool. that's what's going to make them yeah. and i'm trying to do it with the females too and just you know you don't have to chase, a, you know, it doesn't have to be guy chasing a guy, girl chasing a girl. It could be whatever. But there's somebody in there that's why infinitely scalable mm-hmm. is CrossFit. And just focusing on building that competitive nature, but also friendly competitiveness. Right. Not right. to the yeah. point of, like, I'm never, like, if I'm, Nelson and I are having a Not clean, to the point that you're soldering yeah. the guy's yeah. bar in half. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, if Nelson and I are having a, <laughs> having a cleaning jerk off. That's great. And we're, like, right jerk there. <laughs> First you got to clean it, then you got to jerk yeah. off, bro. And, uh, you know, we're right there with each other. I think we're yeah. pretty much tied for yeah. it. I want to fucking beat him, but if he beats me, I'm going to be happy for him. Yeah, like, yeah, if yeah. he PRs and I don't, 
yeah, I'll be like, well, fuck him. I hate right. him, but I'm going to be happy for him that 100%. he did. And that's what it comes that's down important. to. That's important. And court. then going back to square one and having a game plan, you yeah. know, to, to come back and say, next time I hang out with Nelson, I got him by 10 pounds. I got him by 15 pounds. 20. I'll stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then let's be know, realistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like to say that you have like a partner that you work out with, yeah. that all goes back to goals. Like, you know, people always, always uh, align and kind of drift towards people who have this, the same goals or you want to be like them or they're like you in some part of uh, fashion. So really kind of aligning with somebody at the gym and really having the right goals and really having the right reasons why mm -hmm. you're doing it, other than the fact that you want to look good naked. Yeah. You know, everybody wants to come in looking good naked. I mean, like, let's face it. We all look at each other in the mirror and we're like, hey, man, like I want to look great. But, you know, do you want to get strong? Why do you want to get strong? And what mm -hmm. fashion do you want to get strong? Do you want to be able to do what Kevin and I do, like yeah. lift heavy weights? When I or do you want to lift yeah. 225 mm -hmm. for 25 yeah. minutes? That's a different part of strength in itself. You know, are you coming in to do Metcons because you want to get better at lifting? Because honestly, if you're trying to do that, it's not going to happen. Right. You're never going to get that goal that you want because you're coming in every single day. And you think because you're doing 135 500 times in a workout <laughs> that you're going to grip 250 right. now and rip that yeah. off the floor. And when I first came over to 845, the one of the very first people I met was you. Yeah. And I instantly gravitated towards you. And just because I saw someone that was like minded like me. Exactly. And I'm like, you know what? This was going to be the person that I was going to be hang out with and the person I'm going to chase. Right. Because um, you have me on the snatch by quite a few pounds, and I won't <laughs> say exactly how many. Just <laughs> two. <laughs> two out of zero kilos. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like I instantly, because it's like, fuck, I have someone up here. I found, I'm at home. I could chase someone. Right. And instantly, like, you know, I'm, of course, I'll fuck with him and be like, you're not going to hit this. Oh, yeah. But if he hits it, I'll be, like, super happy for right. him. Kevin's the, Kevin's the king out of, like, mid-lift. Be like, ha, <laughs> 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 And then I'm like, fuck you, Kevin. <laughs> and I literally scream it halfway through my sets because he's just like, nope. And I'm like, all right, thanks, dude. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you, Kevin. You know? But I need that, too. You yeah, know? Yeah. I mean, that's a whole mental game, and I need that mental game. Yeah. So, you know, I just did the uh, Fit Us Alive, um, you know, team yeah. workout. Which was, um, you know, first first time I competed in Jesus. That's awesome. Uh, probably since 2012. So, um, you know, cool. that's the first yeah. time I, you know, did a community workout again. And Mastro was my partner. And, you know, we could have prepared better 100%. But we went in with zero game yep. plan, zero yep. strategy. I don't think we both of us literally were talking about strategy the minute before like the workout yeah. started and I, I mean that's not how you're supposed to be doing yeah. it but we did that's pretty well yeah. and uh we made fun of it you know like um that's it. and then we started talking about the mental aspect i had to laugh because we're doing the the clean and jerk workout and uh she started with the pull-ups so that means that i finished with the pull-ups so we start getting to our 29th clean and jerk and Mastro looks at me like, I need a break. She like waves me and she's like, I need a break. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I was like, you have one rep left. I have 11. You know what I mean? I was like, grab that fucking bar and let's get after it. You know, we still finished. I mean, we finished, like, I think, the top of our heat. But I was like, you know, when it comes down to, you know, mental, like, you know, men yeah, yeah, you know, mental yeah, games. That's funny. That's it was just hilarious. We both had to laugh at it at the end because I was like, dude, like. That was just hilarious. I, I yelled at her, too. She's like, I knew you were going to yell at me, but I was like, you know, you had one yeah. rep left. I was like, you fucking kidding? It's yeah. like, just grab that and let's get this shit done. And we finished in 620 as a team, which That's is great. awesome. That's yeah. really good. That yeah. Hell yeah. competitive spirit, is, and I'm the same way. Like, I'm, you know, I'm doing a competition this weekend over at Warlock CrossFit, and, like, I am, and it's all 
it's definitely far from wheelhouse movements for oh, me. Yeah. However, they're all they're all pain cave movements where yeah. I fucking want to win for reasons, and I'm going to fucking win. Yeah. Ooh, I'm, you heard it here first. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to come with my trophy next week for the podcast, and that's going to be our guest. Yeah. It's nice. Kevin's trophy. That's it. Because I'm going to win. Take it home. And I, like, I'm willing to go to like the deepest depths of the pain cave in competitions Dude. because of that comp like if it's a skill one all right there's something that you got to slow down for it but if it's like workouts are because i'm doing scaled so it's uh assault bike uh light thrusters uh sit-ups wall balls so like all very yeah. basic like movements that's just like fucking move because i know yeah. there's going to be people that are more conditioned for me but not mentally oh that right. was that was me in the last workout and thank god i had uh mastro there because like you know it's like on tuesday i could be awesome at double unders and then wednesday, right. wednesday morning yep. oh forget it <clears throat> you know once it gets in my head it owns me you know and that was a workout besides the deadlifts yeah you know I, I mean i had thrusters to do and then double unders and i was like she looked at me and we we're just connected and she's like fuck it i'll just do the double unders and i'm like fine yeah and i just started <laughs> excessively pulling the bar so she yeah. had uh, some kind of break on like you know in between but you know i try to keep it as consistent that's not a wheelhouse workout for me it was burpees and double unders so we, we got through it you know we got through it six rounds you and, and i did three that reps yeah, one did. Together. but that uh, was funny you know that was it was at elite that was yeah, a, yeah that was a that was a terrible one for me but um yeah that was horrible yeah it was pretty bad yeah that was cool though that was a good competition there's yeah. a lot of fucking people there yeah yeah that was great um anything else Kevin? what's something that uh people don't know about you well, I, I thought I touched base on that was the fact that I was actually a pretty competitive person in regards well, to Well, besides CrossFit. that, like something like not nothing to do with fitness. Nothing to do with fitness. Well, I'm actually a really home, like I'm a homebody and that I really um, put my family first above everything. I don't we know, know that. I really don't think that a lot of people, because some people see me come in here, I'm loud, I'm arrogant, and like, you know, I start throwing weights <laughs> around. And a lot of people think like, you know, that I'm, I'm not a, a very approachable guy, which uh, uh, to be honest with you, I probably the number one person that yeah. could be approached and have a conversation to. But a lot of people see that, you know, arrogance in that, uh, you know, loud mouth to, to be like, you yeah. know, I, I don't, you know, want to come approach him. Feel like on that one. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just like, you know, you can come to me anytime. Like, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the first person to help, you know, even if we're not even making eye contact and I catch you across the room doing something I don't like, I'm like, dude, let me help you out real quick. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I'd love to help people. And Especially because mid Metcon, it gives you a break. Yeah. Well, <laughs> wait, no, no, I wait, never do. What'd you say, guy? Yeah. Uh, Nelson? I never, <laughs> I never do it mid. I never do it mid Metcon just because I know if I stop, I'll never continue. Yeah. So I always do it during strength. I remember um, the day we were, that we were doing the seven, and I was coaching, and we were outside, and you just like throw on round three. You're like, <laughs> nope, <laughs> not happening. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, it's, he's like, oh, Caleb's here. And I'm that gonna was go the last play with I Caleb. Saw him. <laughs> oh God, that that workout was. Yo, awful. Nelson, do the seven with me. Right. Yeah, and I'm like, hey, Nelson, where are you? Yes, that's <laughs> I playing with this kid. <laughs> that's the thing is that I'm I'm so no, easily approachable, cool, and I, I I don't say no to things that you know I know that I suck at. You know, like yeah. I know that I need it in my life. That's the way I think about it. You know, and that you know that goes back to when you say yeah, I'm gonna cherry pick. I never cherry pick. I walked in yesterday, I had full. You know, I had a full like game plan that I was coming in to do the CrossFit workout. Carlene grabs me on the way in. You're doing endurance with me today. I'm like. Uh, Shit. Yeah, doing and then Pooja's like, yeah, I got to beat you. And I'm like, fine. Like, I'll, I'll just like, I'll just go for five for five t-shirt, you know, but uh, <laughs> he ended up taking me by a couple reps. And I was like, you know what? I, I didn't want it, but you deserve like, you know, you deserve the win today. So, you know, whatever the case is, I wasn't mentally ready for it, but. 
you know, I, I'm easily approachable and anybody can always ask me. I'm not here to, you know, take away and impede on anybody's ability to do anything here at the gym. I'm, I'm lo- only looking to build you up and put you on the pedestal. What is your favorite non-barbell or weight movement in CrossFit? Non-barbell. I actually... Or, or weight. So, like, no dumbbells, no weights. Like, what's your favorite thing to do in CrossFit besides it? Uh, well, it used to be muscle-ups. So I was pretty efficient at muscle ups in my youth in CrossFit and I can still do them at my big boy weight. But, um, <laughs> you know, that that's definitely one of my favorite. And then when you start thinking about it, that's another technical movement. Mm-hmm. And I really love technical movements. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that really drew me to to CrossFit is, you know, like I think within the first week that I started CrossFitting, I was able to do a muscle up. So, like, you know, it's just something that, you know, I like to. I like to challenge myself to the point is like, what's the hardest thing to do in this gym mm-hmm. and, and why? Like, you know what I mean? Right, and yeah. I just like, well, that was easy. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and I'm just like, well, if I can do I that. Hate, I hate people like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I fucking hate You know, and then, but the thing is. Oh, this is how you do it? Yeah. yeah. Right. But yep, the, that's how you do it. The guy. thing <laughs> is, you know, like just because I can do it doesn't mean that people can't beat me in a workout. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that then comes back to, you know, our first you know, our first uh, talk track of being talented versus putting in the hard work. And if I'm not putting in the hard work, it doesn't get, it doesn't fucking matter if I can do two, you know what I mean? Like the, the ability to do it through a workout and really win at that, mm-hmm. at, at that is really what, you know, what we do. Cool. Yeah, I agree. That was great. What's your favorite crossfit movement, Dave? My favorite crossfit. I, I'll movement? let you include a barbell. Non barbell? No, I'll let you include a barbell. Oh, barbell. Cause it would be obvious for Nelson as was a barbell. Um, yeah, yeah. Although I can't, you know, lift, you know, the strongest at it. Uh, I really love a clean and jerk. I just love the feeling of both movements together. Yeah. It feels, feels awesome. I don't know what it is about it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not the strongest in it, but I, I just love it. I love when it's like, it hits perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And you're the type of person that if you clean it, You'll it's definitely going it. up. Yep. Yeah. Like, cause yeah. you're like, whereas Nelson and I were at the point where like our clean is yeah. way more than so our jerk. Opposite. So like, it's yeah. so, like once you clean and I envy people like that, it's like, all you gotta do is fucking clean it. I'm and it's like, it's no. I envy up. people yeah. like you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Cause we don't miss. We can't them. stand it up. I yeah. can't stand it up. I'm like, fuck you. Every time oh, I see Dave, I'm God. like, well, I know he got it. He cleaned it. So yeah. it's just like, you know, I, I mean, I clean like, I clean like 315 and I'm like, and I stand right up and I'm like, all right, now, now the now work starts. Now it gets interesting. Yeah, now yeah, the work that. starts. I hate that about you. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm like, now the work starts. And that's when I start getting in my own head. So, What about you, Kev? What's your favorite thing? I'm going to kind of go Non-barbell. Off. Non-barbell. You have well, to. I'm going to answer barbell for, and then I'll do not because the barbell one that I really enjoy the most is probably the one that one I'm least good at. And that's the overhead squat because it's technical. It mm. requires stability and mm. it requires patience. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that is not in my strong suit for any of those. Yeah, yeah I have things. zero patience. So, <laughs> yeah. like, to be able to, you know, control it on the way down. Like, I'm used to back squats where it's, like, down and up, down mm-hmm. and up oh, for, for time. Um, so that really has to do it. But non-barbell and non-weighted. It's a tie between rowing and burpees. Wow. Nice. Oof. I pick and the reason why it's burpees is it goes back to when I took my level one and uh, who, who said this? Because I had like an all star cast for my level one. I had Spencer Hendel. I had Khalifa. I had Julie Poucher. I had Nicole Carroll. Like I like I took it back when like oh, that's geez. all there was. The fucking all star yeah. team yeah. for a level awesome. one. Yeah. It w- my highlight of my CrossFit level one was when Julie Poucher no repped me. That was pretty awesome. Nice. <laughs> I was like, I completely stopped. And then you left it all there on the yeah. floor. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Nicole Carroll, and she was talking about the burpee, and she's like, why the burpee is so like perfect for CrossFit? It's because you can always do one more. Because it's literally falling down and standing up, and it goes down to mentally how bad you want it. Mm -hmm. Nothing technical about it, and that's why like I hate doing them, but I love what it means for the sport of CrossFit and for athletes as far as mentally. Because oh, especially when you're on your last set of 15 or 10 or whatever number, and the ending's in sight, it's not technical. It's literally falling down and standing up. How much do you want to finish now or and be uncomfortable, or how much do you want to be like, all right, maybe I'll just take two minutes and – be able to breathe after I'm done. Yeah. Nelson's disgusted with you. I am disgusted with you. I mean, I, I make fun, <laughs> I make I make jokes with everybody at the gym. Like when we uh, when I'm in the workout with everybody, and I I tell them that uh, every burpee that I do is a one rep max for me. So <laughs> like every burpee that I do, I mentally have a conversation with myself on the floor. <laughs> do I want to get up? Oh, so do and I. And that's why I love it. And then it's like when you do the hundred, you know, you're just hundred like, burpees. Do you know that? I, yeah, I was like, I was like, do you know that when I do a hundred burpees for time, like, I talk to myself a hundred <laughs> times. Do I want to stand up? What's your best hundred burpees for time? Um, I think it was like eight thirty. That's pretty good. What's yours, Dave? Seven minutes flat. So mine was seven twenty-seven, and yeah. I like yeah. daps. Like I couldn't recover. I I rolled over to the wall, yeah. and like I'm like curled up in a ball again and i didn't move forever because it was just that pain came yeah. and i had someone next to me that i wanted to beat and he beat me by like 30 seconds because i kept pace with him and i looked over and he's like smiling in the workout and i knew i'm like oh he's not going all out and i'm dying right now yeah. and yeah. sure enough like we got to you know 25 left he was just like boom and yeah. i'm like oh, i'm fucked dude and i th that was when i was pretty competitive too and i could have definitely done better but I, I'm like a, a very one and done kind of guy. I don't like to do it multiple times, like especially when I was competing, because I wanted to say, "Hey, listen, this maybe wasn't my workout, but I might have the next one." Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, I oh, remember there's I still such a boring movement, especially when that's it. I still mm. remember the burpee workout at the open, and I did it. Um, I didn't use the bar. I used the rings um, that were suspended in the air for muscle ups, and I still remember getting to um, like around the six minute mark. And I just had vertigo because I kept looking up and trying to tap, yeah. tap the uh, where it was yeah, the ring, and I kept yeah. looking and it was spinning. Yeah. You know, like so when you start tapping it, it starts spinning. So I remember just at the six minute mark, I was just like, dude, just don't fall and don't throw up. Yep. So I just kept going and I was just like throwing, like I was just like literally just doing a 360 in the air at one point, yeah. and I was like just walking around <laughs> the ring doing burpees. So that was just terrible. I remember I was like, man, I should have just done it on the bar. But I was like, you know what? That I'm was done. horrible. That was one. Of, yeah. That was my first CrossFit yeah. open workout I ever did. Terrible. That was 2011. Terrible. Yeah, that was 11.1. Yeah. 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 I was like, <laughs> my first CrossFit workout ever was earlier in that same year. It was early 2011, and it was Karen. So monostructural, fucking stupid mm -hmm. workout. Mm -hmm. And then, like, then the open comes around. And all I'm thinking is like, is this all you fuckers do? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm dying. It's yeah, terrible. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> all right, guys. That was great. Let's wrap it up. All right. Uh, a couple things. We got a fundraiser going for the Ashleys here. So if you guys didn't know already, uh, two of our members, their house burned down last weekend. And we're doing a fundraiser for them. You can find it on GoFundMe. It's called the Ashleys Recovery Efforts. And, uh, yeah, within – it's just over two days, and we're almost at ten grand. And that's pretty impressive. That's that is amazing. Just that is an awesome. outstanding thing, and I'm completely thankful and grateful for you guys who donated to that cause. Uh, that's pretty phenomenal. Um, so that's cool. When, it, when, when tragedy happens, a community comes together, 
There's nothing better than that. 100%. And we are the best fucking community mm-hmm. in, the uh, world. in the world. Yeah. What else do we have? So, uh, nothing really heading into the new year. No events, really. Closed Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, 12 days of Christmas wads. Mm-hmm. New Year's Day were closed. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to get more into weightlifting, April something, USAW yeah. seminar. Oh, yeah. Um, Second weekend in April. So the weekend that. after Easter. Mike McKenna's coming back out. I'll announce that very soon, officially online. And then, uh, With his patented ranch dressing on his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And if Love you that guys, guy. uh, I might treat that like Willy Wonka and let start licking the ranch <laughs> off his shirt. <laughs> the snozz race tastes like snozz race. Even if you have no interest in coaching, it's, yeah, five, you it's $500 dude. for it, and it is one of the best because it goes down to fundamentals. Mm-hmm. The first day, I remember being so humbled, and I don't think we had more than like 75 pounds <laughs> on the bar. Yeah, Like just learning technique and learning fundamentals from somebody who has coached national champions. I'm a sports performance coach. Mm-hmm. I don't advertise it at all. I didn't. I didn't do it to be a, you know, yeah. to get a credential that says, you know, Dave Ives that USA Weightlifting won. Mm-hmm. You, everyone should do it. Yeah. Like there's Andrea was there, Kathy was there, uh, I think Michelle was there, and there's there should be more people there. Yeah, because it's, it's awesome and it's cheap. Honestly, yeah, that for a two day seminar, five hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah. And you get a certificate. Yeah. Want to learn body awareness? Perfect. Want to yep. l- learn body awareness? Look at Mike McKenna. Yeah, that. That's body. It's awareness. a whole lot of man right yeah. there. Oh, he is fully he's aware of his body. Yeah, he's, he's, he's cool though. Yeah. I guarantee you, the first conversation that we have is like, "Man, you should bulk up." You know, yeah. he's like, "You're not going down to 95. Be 105 plus. Yeah. Put on 60 that's pounds." Told, that's what you told yeah, Rob. He he's like, yeah. he's like, he's like, Rob, you should gain 30 pounds right. to be a lifter." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So I guarantee that would be our conversation. Yeah. Like, man, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you said to me and Rob, you guys should be doing 400 pounds on the reverse hyper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, okay, guy. Double body weight for 20 <laughs> yeah. reps. I remember exactly. Put that. it on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And not just whipping it. Like no, in control. No, like, in control. Put it on. Like, oh, let's see man. what we can go. That's good shit. Oh. Um, all right, Kevin, where can people find you? Uh, at the real Kevin Nelson. On cool. Instagram. Now, Nelson, when I asked that, oh, you listened to the podcast before. Yeah. Where, where can people find you? Easy. His house. Easy. In the back corner of the gym doing yeah, work. Yeah, baby. Drop the mic. Three to six, baby. <laughs> Come <laughs> talk to me when I'm at mic church. Drop. Hammer time. Yeah. <laughs> Hammer time, baby. I'm usually yeah. gripping and ripping, so don't don't come to me if I'm mid-set like Kevin does. Yeah. <laughs> Are you on social media? I am on social media, you but plug only no, nah, only the people that uh, that I work with and the people that have the same kind of mind as me can. Oh shit, he was ready for me to ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, That's know, awesome. Be ready to you know if you friend me, it's because we did a workout together, or because <laughs> or I give we, you a cue, yeah, and then you follow through yeah. with it, <laughs> or or I give you something and you actually have a game plan. Yeah, you know? or like, you finish your full. If we yeah, <laughs> if we're thirty at eighty, then we'll, we'll definitely right. talk. Yeah. You know? If you live above ninety, yeah. If you live above you ninety, friends. call me. Yeah, DM. Yeah, no, me. I'll give you. I, I won't. I won't accept your Facebook. I'll give you my number. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. I guess Kevin's gonna take us out. Turbo. Uh, Turbo. Feel better, bro. Feel better. Turbo. Are you there? No, he's gone. <laughs>